When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode contains explicit language. Welcome to Mom and Dad are Fighting, Slate's parenting podcast for Monday, May 23rd, the Stop Telling Me to Workout edition. I'm Jamila Lemieux, a writer, contributor to Slate's Care and Feeding Parenting column, and mom to Naima, who is nine and we live in Los Angeles. I'm Elizabeth Newcamp. I write the homeschool and family travel blog, Dutch Dutch Goose. I'm the mom to three littles, Henry, who's 10, Oliver, who's 8, and Teddy, who's 5. And we live in Colorado Springs, Colorado. I'm Zach Rosen. I make a podcast called The Best Advice Show. And I live with my family in Detroit. My oldest, Noah, is 4, and my son, Ami, is 1. Today on the show, we have a doozy. Our listener is in her second trimester of pregnancy, and her husband has been relentlessly pushing her to work out despite her saying that she feels tired. She says he has good intentions, but there's got to be a way to get him to back off, right? But before we get into that, we're going to start with our own triumphs and fails. Elizabeth, do you have a triumph or a fail to share with us this week? So I'm going to share a triumph, which is that Oliver had his birthday and actually this year asked to have a little birthday party. In the past, he has shunned all things birthday and attention. And so he asked if he could take three of his little friends, two from homeschool and one from fencing, to build a bear and and build a bear with them. And so we thought, okay, perfect. And then he wanted to have ice cream. So we we took them. They are all like awkward and cute as can be. And if you have not been to build a bear, you pick up like a deflated bear with a hole in it and then they stick it on the stuffy machine. <laughs> they They stuff it up. So he was so great though, because the one friend whose name is also Oliver, like doesn't know his other friends. And he was doing such a good job of like introducing and staying with everyone. It was just it was a really wonderful thing to see. But he lets all his friends make their bears and he's super attentive to them like, oh, you chose such a great bear, all of this. And he finally does his bear. And we have this wonderful man helping us. He's like filling the bears. And for each kid, he does their own thing, you know, like, okay, before we check and sew them up, like touch his ears, give him a final hug, all the stuff. The kids are just like eating it up. And at the very end, we kind of prompt Oliver to say like, thank you, to this guy and he looks at us and then looks at the man and then just bows and walks away. <laughs> and luckily the guy thought it was like like very cute, but we were all just like, what happened? <laughs> like, you know, he's like chatting and I guess that is just how he shows his his appreciation. I've taken him to one too many yoga class or something, but it was really great. It was nice to just see him have friends. <laughs> it was nice to see him have friends. Nice to see him have fun with his friends. And we did it just them and then came back to the house and had his brothers join us and everybody else's whole families and had some ice cream. It was really great. Noah had our first t-ball practice yesterday, and I know I've spoken about my excitement about that. But we learned that it's going to be practice twice a week and then games one to three times a week. And this is our introduction to, you know, Noah's four. And so this is like our first time realizing like how much we've bid off extracurricular wise. 
And this is just like one activity. We also have been trying to get her to do a weekly swim lesson. And we realized last night, like, oh, shit, like, T-ball could be five times a week, swimming once a week. Like, what have we gotten ourselves into? And this is happening at the same time as Ami, my son, is has been having some sleeping issues again you know he's nearly two and was up like three times last night and just this like thought that i had after no i got back from t-ball of what have i gotten myself into it just kept like ringing around in my head last night to where it didn't become just about t-ball but it was just like when i couldn't sleep because you know ami was screaming i just kept thinking like what have i gotten myself into just like generally just like in life like by having kids And it was one of these things where like, I don't want to call it a regret, but like it was like, if I'm being honest, it was just like, what have I gotten myself into? What have I gotten myself into? And and you know how you get in those spirals when you can't sleep? That was just a dark one last night. It was just like my shadow side, just like rearing its ugly head. And it was was a dark night. What have I gotten myself into? What have I gotten myself into? And you know, when I saw their faces this morning, it, it kind of went away, but just kind of. We've avoided baseball because of that. Because when I see my friends that start it, it's like they can't just practice once and have one game. It's like, we're going to have a full major league schedule in one month. Yeah. They're <laughs> kids. What are you doing? Yeah. Who wants this? <laughs> Who wants this schedule? I feel that all sports are going that way, though. Like, I actually was with a mom this morning talking about that because her daughter really loves gymnastics and is in like a good, she's good and she's like on the team. But she doesn't want to practice seven days a week, you know. She 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 wants to like be on a team and go compete. She likes the competing, and everyone's like, "Are you hoping to make the Olympics?" And the girl's like, "I'm I'm in fourth grade. <laughs> like I like to cartwheel, yeah, and I I enjoy the competition, so I want to be on the team. <laughs> but like this is not my life, and it feel you know they're adding an extra practice and all of it. I just feel like we've all lost our minds. So Naima's class made books. Like they wrote books, they were given a few different prompts and they were able to have them printed and bound. And we were given the opportunity to order copies. So I think each kid got one paperback copy of the book for free. And then if you wanted to get additional copies. So I chose to order an additional hardback copy for myself and a second paperback copy. But the books got sent home on a day where Naima went to her dad's house. So she gives him one first. And like, so here's my fail. So she comes home yesterday and she's got the books and she's so excited. And she pulls it out from behind her back. And instead of just being proud of her and saying, wow, your book, I said, well, where's the hardback one? And she was like, oh, it's at daddy's house. And I was like, but I bought it, you know? And I was just confused because I paid the money to have the nice one. And I was frustrated, you know, and so Naima was just so upset. She was just like, you know, I can't believe that was the first thing. You didn't say, look, your book, I'm so excited about it. You said, where's the hardcover one? And I felt so terrible and so bad, especially when I got to the page in the book that's about me. And I have to read it to you all because this is the sweetest thing ever. She wrote a book called Dear Family, and there's letters to all of her family members, her parents, her stepmother, her brother, her her dog, and her cat. And so this was the letter to me, and it was the longest one in the book. She drew the cutest pictures of us together at the beach wearing matching bikinis. 
<laughs> and she said, Dear Mommy, I love you so much. I'm grateful for everything you do for me. In the words of Minnie Ripperton, loving you is easy because you're beautiful. And every day of my life is filled with loving you. Mommy, you're special to me because you're nice, pretty, the lady who's loved me ever since I popped out of you, the lady I learned manners from. You make me, me. And I love it. Remember when we lived in New York and I was quote unquote sick one day? You gave me breakfast in bed and I was using my iPad. Yeah, I felt like a princess. Thank you for giving me life. Thank you for telling me I look beautiful every day. I look up to you. Love, Naima. You got to keep that in your hiding spot. So that when you want to kill her, you're like, but she wrote me this letter. Most adults will never write a letter that good. She just closes all the letters. And she, my mother, also got a letter, which I'm like, clearly you're the favorite grandparent because you've got like a bunch of grandparents and she's the only one who made the book. But the letters all close with like the nicest lines. Like, I look up to you. You inspire me. Like, she's just the sweetest. So shame on me for immediately thinking, where's my hardcover book? And not just melting at what she presented to me. But when I actually looked at it, I cried and felt terrible. That's so lovely. But seriously, how are you getting your hard copy back? Oh, no, I'm going. Well, she's already. So she was like, I asked, I was like, well, bring it back. And she was like, well, can you erase Sharpie? So I guess she like maybe autographed it to them or something. So they like just got my book. It's fine. There's a sticker on Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day, David. But I can order more copies. So I think that's just what I'm going to do. I'm going to order myself another copy of this. That needs to be a hard copy to keep forever. Which obviously you knew, which is why you ordered yourself one. But. Which is why I ordered it to begin with. But that's okay. That's a great triumph and fail. But the I, the letter is the triumph, I think. I will always take credit for Naima. All right, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll get into today's listener question. If you're new to our show, welcome. Whether you're a parent, educator, or just interested in this wild journey, we're so glad to have you. Here on Mom and Dad Are Fighting, we share our parenting triumphs and fails, offer some advice, and share recommendations of things we love. We're here twice a week on Monday and Thursday, so subscribe to never miss an episode. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. 
All right, shall we hear this listener question? Yes, we should. It's being read, as always, by the fabulous Shasha Leonard. Dear Mom and Dad, I am in the second trimester of my first pregnancy, and it's been really hard. I started my pregnancy fat, but have always lived an active lifestyle, hiking, riding bikes, etc. When I got pregnant, my husband, who is also very active, agreed we should try to stay in shape during my pregnancy in order to help us be active parents. Mom and Dad... I had no idea how sick this pregnancy would make me. I experienced morning sickness to the point of vomiting several times a day and lost 10 pounds in my first trimester. My regular exercise regime of using a stationary bike was impossible because the movement made me throw up. My exercise routine was reduced down to my mile walk to and from work. I walk to work about five days a week, although I might drive if it's raining. But my husband keeps bothering me about working out more. I've told him I'm just too tired. Now that I'm in my second trimester, my nausea is basically gone, but I'm still tired and I feel like I'm in a brain fog. I'm also having pretty bad round ligament pain. My husband says, working out will help make me feel better. I still haven't gained back any weight from before the first trimester. I'm just so tired and I want him to leave me alone. I've tried explaining it, but he read a first time dad book that says it's important for the mother to keep exercising through the pregnancy, and he's taking it so literally. He's also made other suggestions, like I should stop drinking oat milk and switch back to dairy so I can get more calcium. He's obsessed with keeping me healthy, but it's just making me crazy. Mom and Dad, I know he sounds like a total ass right now, but I swear he is so loving and caring. He's just stuck on this one thing, and I don't know what to do. Please help. Tired, brain foggy oat milk lover well this fucking sucks this man needs control of something (laughs) and he's grabbing for the wrong thing so i think he needs all the baby related projects there are so many things here he can do that has nothing to do with your body and the way you are feeling (laughs) so first of all dear loving dad just stop her body hurts She does not want to get out of bed. You are making her feel bad. If she wanted to get out of bed and walk, and she may later, she will. If she wants to drink whatever, you let her drink whatever. Because literally her organs are moving all over to grow baby. So I think he should go to baby CPR. I think he should do the preschool research. I think he should maybe make all the meals. He's really into healthy eating. He should take over the meal prep. I think he could organize figuring out the clothing situation and the closet situation, all under your direction, of course. But I feel like this man is grasping for control and wants to participate in this pregnancy and has grabbed the wrong thing. the most helpful i could be because I'm, I'm like shut up dude zach you go last because you're a man and now we're <laughs> upset with men i agree i think that's a great idea elizabeth he clearly needs something to do because he is bored and he can put all that energy into doing productive things that are helpful to getting you all ready for this child you all need to have a serious conversation about the difference between his intention and how it's making you feel You're not feeling well physically. You're doing the best that you can. It doesn't matter if he wants to be helpful. He's making you feel like shit by negging you, you know, about not working out 
while you're pregnant. And that's just completely unacceptable. And I think you should let him know that you appreciate that he wants what's best for you and the baby. But what he must understand as the person who is not capable of housing a developing human life and someone who's not currently doing it at the moment, that you are doing the absolute best that you can, that you care about working out and you care about eating healthy and all that good stuff, theoretically. But what you have to do right now is survive this pregnancy as best you can. And if you decide that you want to talk to your doctor because you have an interest in continuing your exercise routine or and I would suggest I would not recommend this to you because I'm not in the business of telling pregnant women what to do with their bodies. But there's nothing wrong with talking to your doctor about, hey, I used to work out on the stationary bike, but I'm I'm getting this nausea now. Is there something else I can do because I don't want to have to start my fitness routine all over again after I've had the baby? If you feel that way, you should go for it. But you should not have any pressure from somebody who's completely outside of his realm of understanding and expertise to do those things. And I think you need to be very... To the point when you let him know that this line of helpfulness is not help and will not work for you going forward. And, you know, that you need for him to respect your feelings because they are volatile right now. So, like, you're not just insulting me. You're insulting and frustrating me at a point where I might not be in control of my emotions. This letter could have been very different in two weeks. You know, it could have been I threw a bowl of oatmeal at him because he came up with this shit while I was trying to eat my oat milk oatmeal that I love. Which, by the way, is the only thing that tastes good to me right now. (laughs) You know, like, I can't stand the smell of dairy. (laughs) I don't care about its protein. I don't like it. (laughs) I think you bring up a valid point, too, that like her mental health is at stake. Like and that is as important as if not more important than physical health. That doesn't like her physical health is not even it's fine. You know, like some perceived risk to her physical health, the mental strain you are putting on this woman. It's too much. And she lost weight in the first trimester that she hasn't gained back. So it's not like, oh, I've put on 25 pounds in my first trimester and there, you know, my doctor's concerned about gestational diabetes. And so my husband is trying to encourage me to monitor my weight like There's no reason for him to, you know, other than this book that said it's good for women to work out when they're pregnant, he's standing on nothing here. What do you have to say for yourself, Zach? Why? Why are men? Defend men, Zach. (laughs) Now speak to this husband. Husband, Mr. Oat Milk. First of all, listen to what Jamila and Elizabeth just said and do this thing that takes some restraint. Next time you're about to you know, quote unquote, offer help uh, in this way, do this thing called WAIT. It's an acronym. Why am I talking? I'm going to take your partner's word for it that you're trying to help. But just notice that, first of all, she doesn't want help in this way. And just stop short. Like if you're impulsively, compulsively, I'm guilty of Sheer has a really hard time drinking water. And sometimes I'm like paternalistic and like overbearing about like, come on, drink water and stuff. And it's like, yeah, because I want her to be healthy and I want her to help. But I know that the way in which I do it sometimes is not helpful. And so you just need to pause and then go take care of some other things like Elizabeth said that are actually helpful. You know, build the crib, make dinners, 
clean the house, like do all that, redirect your energy that way and wait. Why am I talking? Wait. If you want to help ask her, this is like the problem is that people assume that it's like particularly when you're pregnant or when you have a newborn, people like assume the help that you need. It's like just ask her what instead of worrying about what kind of milk she's drinking, you know, hey, can I do something for you right now? Can I bring you something? Stop trying to offer what you <laughs> think is best. Right. What are you doing? How Have you earned any extra money during my pregnancy? What have you done with your useless ass? Build a crib. She's literally making a person inside of her body. Like, while you're doing the wait, remember that she's building a person. That's like a lot of work. A lot of work. <laughs> she doesn't need to also walk. <laughs> Also, I want to say when you're the tired that comes when you are pregnant, anyone who's been pregnant will know this is like a tired that I cannot explain to people that have not been pregnant. And maybe there are a million other conditions in which you probably feel a different type of tired, but it is a tired that no sleep will fix. You are just tired and a walk will not make you not tired. No, you're being consumed. There's an alien life force inside of you eating off of your soul for 10 months. And when that baby comes out, the option to sit down is gone. So let her sit down now. (laughs) Because the baby's going to be like, get up. And then you feel bad and you stand up and you bounce the baby. Let her sit down. Just go build the crib. Learn a new skill. Diaper changing. Practice waking up in the middle of the night. Set alarms and just wake up at random hours and be amazing. The CPR is also a very good idea that I still haven't done and I should have. Well, I think someone in the house should always take CPR. I mean, I think a lot of moms do it. But I I think if he really wants to do something that's like, how can I enrich the life of this baby? Go get certified in CPR. So if anything ever happens, you know what to do. Well, tired, brain foggy, oat milk lover. We hope that this helps. Husband, get your shit together. Everyone else, you got somebody you want us to yell at? Send us an email at slate.com or send us the voice memo. We love those. Sometimes we even play them on the show. All over the country, we need to improve reading in Wisconsin. Schools are changing the way they teach reading. I'm calling for a renewed focus on literacy. We have gotten this wrong in New York and all across the nation. And it's happening because of a podcast. I think your podcast has changed my life. And I'm going to share this podcast with everyone I meet. Sold a Story investigates how teaching kids to read went wrong. New episodes of Sold a Story are available now. Talking about money can be so hard, especially when the person you're talking to is still learning how to do long division. That's why Million Bazillion, a Webby-winning podcast from Marketplace, is here to help. I'm Bridget, and with my fellow co-host Ryan, we help teach your little ones about complex topics like bankruptcy, climate change, and why there's so much gold at Fort Knox, and so much more. Listen to Million Bazillion wherever you get your podcasts. Before we get out of here, it's time for some recommendations. Zach, what do you have for us? I am going to recommend the work of Stephen Root, the actor Stephen Root. You might know him from Office Space and News Radio, but right now he's in Barry. Have you watched Barry on HBO? Mm-mm, no. It's the Bill Hader show. It's, I think it's a masterful show, but Stephen Root, who has a kind of a smaller 
role on this show as this guy Fuchs, who basically is a, a guy who organizes contract killers. His performance on this show and just in general is anytime I see him, he's just like he just like stands out for this kind of subtle artistry as an actor. I appreciate actors and and filmmaking but something about steven root in particular i'm always just so dazzled by him and it just reminds me like man people can just like transcend a moment in art sometimes and i've just been thinking a lot about the great character actor steven root very random recommendation today but like i can't take my mind off his performance and barry uh well i'm doing my yearly summer reminder that fourth graders are free in national parks and you can go to everykidoutdoors.gov and get your free pass so if you had a fourth grader this year and didn't do that you can do that for the summer if you have a child that is becoming a fourth grader go and do that you just fill out a little form and print out something and you and your entire family can go to all of the national parks and pretty much anything run by federal lands for free it is a wonderful way to get out or if you're looking for something to do there are national park properties pretty much everywhere they of course have junior ranger badges that are can be done by any kid but Usually the badges themselves are geared at kind of the fourth grade. So you're in this sweet spot. And it's just a nice if you're looking for something free to do this summer and want to go visit these places, you can go get your pass and give that they have all kinds of they have, you know, military gets a deal, seniors get a deal, all kinds of stuff. But every fourth grader in the country and their families can go to national parks for free. So go check it out. Everykidoutdoors.gov. All right. Well, I am recommending the show Hacks on HBO. I am behind. I think it's now on its second season, and I'm halfway through binging the first, and it's really funny. It stars Jean Smart, who I'm sure you recognize. I know her best from Designing Women, and she plays a somewhat pioneering comedian who ends up making a fortune for herself selling products on QVC and becomes a somewhat watered-down version of the humorous that she once was, but she performs uh, she has a Vegas residency. And so, you know, she's in the later years of her career and trying to figure out what's next. And she ends up getting hooked up with a, for lack of a better description, I'd say a Lena Dunham-esque young writer who has gotten herself canceled after an inappropriate Twitter joke, and she needs a break. And so they're an unlikely duo, but they get on very well and start working together. And it's just a really fun show, something you can kind of turn your brain off and enjoy. It doesn't make you think too hard. There's laughs and great performances. So Hacks on HBO starring Gene Smart. I know it got nominated for a bunch of awards and all that stuff. I agree. I I watched that. You like it? Those are my two shows, Barry and Hacks right now. Hacks is great. Okay. It's so good. Well, that is it for our show. But don't you worry, we'll be back in your feeds on Thursday. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss it. Also, if you rely on this show for parenting advice, consider signing up for Slate Plus. It's the best way to support us. Members will never hear another ad on any Slate podcast. And to sign up now, go to slate.com slash mom and dad plus. Again, that's slate.com slash mom and dad plus. This episode of Mom and Dad are Fighting is produced by Jasmine Ellis and Rosemary Belson. For Elizabeth Newcamp and Zach Rosen, I'm Jamila Lemieux. Thank you for listening. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.